We're going to talk today about truth. I know that's kind of a trigger word as what is truth? Whose truth is it? It's easy to get confused. Is there something we can default to, a core we can stand on? Especially when it comes to Christianity, when even that word alone can be triggering because of so much false teaching, harm, hate, and hypocrisy, unlike the Jesus they claim to follow. So today we're talking about the truth that sets you free and about if Jesus is still relevant after we've deconstructed our faith. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? Well, hello and welcome to the Freed Hearts Podcast. Thanks for joining us again. My name is Robert Cottrell and I'm here as always with Susan Cottrell. You look like you had something more to say. You had your fingers up there pointing at me. (laughs) Nope. Yes. Susan Cattell. This is why we don't have a video version because you wouldn't believe what we look like here right now. (laughs) We tell our jammies, oh, you look beautiful. I'm sorry. What I look like right now. (laughs) I didn't mean that. I just meant this is just us at all. Here we go. Again, connect with us at freedhearts.org. Please. Whatever uh, platform you're listening to us on, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or whatever that is, please subscribe, follow. We would appreciate that very, very much. And share the episodes, share this entire podcast series, if you'd like to, with whoever you think would need to, to hear it, would enjoy hearing it. So thank you so much. Well, we're going to talk today about truth. Truth? Truth. With a capital <laughs> T? Well, it depends who you're talking to. And I know that that's, I mean, that's a, that's, oh, come on now, truth. That's kind of a, that's a, that's a trigger word. Yep. Sometimes. It's loaded. Because what is truth? Who's truth? Right. Seems like in a world now, there are so many, quote, alternate truths, (laughs) alternate facts, especially, you know, it's, it's easy to get confused with all this stuff going on out here. It's, it's tough. So is there something that we can default to? Is there a core truth that we can stand on? And especially when it comes to those of us who come out of the non-affirming Christian church, when even that word alone, that word Christian alone, can also be triggering because of so much false teaching and harm and hypocrisy and hate that's been done, so unlike the Jesus that they claim to follow, you know? Yes, Today's episode is inspired by some things I read from Jim Palmer. We love Jim. Um, He talks about how in the Bible, Jim talks about how in the Bible, Scripture said that Jesus said, when you know the truth, you will be free. And then he said, I am the truth. Now, don't miss that. Let's just dive right in here, okay? Don't miss that. Jesus said, I am the truth. The truth. He didn't say, I know the truth, as if the truth is a piece of knowledge. Neither did he say, I have the truth, as if the truth is something you could possess or earn or pass along to another one. Jesus said, I am the truth. Mm. So good. So truth is a reality that's at the very core level of being. You know? Yes. And I love the other part of this where it's it's so often used to keep people in line where it says, no one comes to the Father except through me. Um, I think it's the rest of this verse, actually. But but um, that could also be just as easily translated as no one comes to the Father except living the way I live. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Being the way I am is how you come to know the Father, God, Mother, God 
spirit, God. Um, that's how you know that. So again, truth is a reality at the very core level of being. Truth is not something outside to be discovered or earned. Yeah. It is something inside you, beloved, to be realized. And it's something about, it's, it's how, this is how you know spirit. It doesn't mean this is how you get into heaven. Just be clear. It's not about getting to right. heaven or avoid hell. Right. If it this, was, it would it, be something you could earn or pass on or right. possess. But that's not it. Right. It's about it's being. About being it, it, like experiencing the presence exactly. of God in you right exactly. now. So, that's yeah, what it means. So, right. So what is this truth? It's oneness with God. Yeah. Wow. Call that again. Call that what you will. It's your choice. God, ultimate reality, spirit, universe. The truth is you are not separate from it. You are it. This is part, it's your true self. It's oneness yes. with God. Yes. And Jesus That's, is... Let's repeat that. Yeah. Oneness with God is your true self. That's the truth of who you are, is one with God. Mm. That's who you are. And Jesus is the truth that God and humankind are one. Yes. That's the truth that sets you free. Dang it, that's great. Okay. That's just so great. That's the truth that Jesus sets you free. Yeah, and it's so easy to get triggered by this and just reject it because of all that hearing the word Jesus brings up in so many of us. And also how we've been taught, taught yes. you know, withholding the tracks in our hands and the big chasm that, you right. know, that the, the cross bridges over and all this stuff we've been taught. Again, remember, we've talked about this repeatedly, that the motivation behind those teachings were to keep your butts in the pew. Right. And keep, keep you your, dependent. Keep you dependent and keep you, you, you not just dependent with your presence, with your money, but with your teaching, oftentimes saying, don't read the Bible. Don't, we'll tell you what it means. Um, so, so they know the truth and they're going to pass it on to you. And if you step out of that realm, you are in trouble. That keeps you in there. And that's, that's not, that's, that's indefensible. Yes. But it's easy to get triggered by this, by even hearing what we just said because of all of that. Yeah. And if, and the fact that the word Jesus even, or God is triggering to us is, is about the toxicity of the Christian religion, not because of Jesus. Yeah. When you just read Jesus without any encumbrances, it's like, oh my gosh, this, I love him. What a, what a person, what a human. Mm -hmm. um, but it's all the toxicity that has just colored him so badly. So, and I mean, if Jesus showed up today, he'd be on the front lines of standing against the non-affirming church of what they're doing and all the harm done in his name. Jesus would be the one that the first people that I'd call if I wanted to launch a revolution, right? He'd be turning over those tables. He'd be <laughs> yeah. calling out those leaders. You yeah. know he would. He did. I mean, just imagine, he's, he, Jesus says, I'm the truth. Yes. And that truth is, and again, I am the truth. And my being is the truth. My being is oneness with God. Yeah. That God and humankind are one, like you, beloved. Yes. That you are one, that you are not separated from, yes. from God. That's your true self. And then he looks at what, what the church has done with that teaching. Yeah. 
that they've taken it into their truth, which puts you into bondage yes. instead of his truth that sets you free. And according to the story we have about him, Jesus was not religious. He was considered a heretic and degenerate by his own religious tradition. Now, but he would, let me ask you a question. He would, he would read in the temple and he would not teach though, right? He would, he would read in the temple, but then I think that was because of, of what people wanted to hear, but then the religious leaders would rip him apart after that, right? Right. He was teaching truth. He was saying that you read all this from Isaiah predictions about the fulfillment of the prophecy. Well, I'm here. This is it. This is what it looks like. I am the fulfillment of the prophecy and how I live is the way you can live too. Um, so yeah, that's heretical. That's yeah. certainly heretical. Yeah, but he was but, not religious like he was doing the religious things. Yeah, in fact, when you consider that religion has become, toxic religion has become, oh, it's become toxic, has become us versus them. That's what it's based on. It, it's it's taken and changed and edited and mistranslated and rewritten um, the very core message uh, that's what religion has become. So Jesus is about the least religious person yeah, you've ever the, met. Yeah, and when he said, you know, the Sabbath is, na- is made for people, not people for the Sabbath. The rules, the laws are made for us to lift us up, mm. to facilitate our lives, not us made for them. So we have to keep them like that our lives depend on keeping them there, you know, keep the Sabbath holy, for example, just means take time to set apart and just be like, be in God, meditate in God, experience God's presence. That's what he was saying. Not, not don't do anything from, don't do anything and and punish those who do that. It's just, that's lunacy. So, and he, he felt more at home, probably hanging out with those rejected and condemned and oppressed and othered by society by, other by religion. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he did. We know that. And so, absolutely. So, if you are an outlier, if you feel like you've been pushed to the margins, Jesus would be much <laughs> more interested in just hanging out yeah. with you than in re- the religious leaders who have pushed you there. Yeah, if you're in the margins, look around. Jesus yeah. is there. Yeah. And so are we. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And Jesus and religion don't go together. The real history, the real Jesus of history would is horrified, <laughs> would be horrified in knowing that a religious system was created around his life and teachings. I mean, he, he was see, deconstructing and then he was just like poured into the concrete of religion. He would be deconstructing. He would be, he, yeah. He, just like he did. Yes. And, just like and he did. if he, again, he would be horrified to see what's been built and created around his life and teachings. And and our job is if we can set aside, like we can separate Jesus and the current horrors we see from the non-affirming rules-based church, then we can see, we separate those, we can see the true significance mm. and impact of Jesus. And that's how, regardless, I mean, that's how, regardless of your religious or spiritual beliefs, that's how Jesus is still universally relevant. Yes. And he, the way he spoke was meant to be universally relevant. He was not telling you these are the in people and these are the out people. That's religion that did that. Right. So let's talk about nine ways. 
And okay. we'll go kind of back and forth with these if okay. you want. Great. Nine ways that Jesus is still and universally relevant in right. our lives. As, as we say, Jesus, well, God is still speaking. God yeah. is still speaking. And, it, and we say too that, you know, this non-affirming church isn't even using Jesus. We're going to take him back. Right. You know, so, so this is part of taking him back. Yeah. So number one. And number one is Jesus taught that love is and should be the ultimate fulfillment of all religious teaching. He said that all the teachings come down to two things, which are really one thing in two sides. Um, love God and love people. You can't do one without the other. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. So number yeah. two, Jesus pointed out the hypocrisy of claiming a close relationship with God while building discord and and promoting hostility in human relationships. Yeah. yeah. Number three, <laughs> Jesus confronted the minds. Oh, excuse me. Go no, ahead. No, no, no. I feel like these You're are bursting like, here. Well, like, like these are like so obvious. Yes. And so, I, mean, I don't know about you, but my heart is like, yes. 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 And you know why your heart is at peace in this when you hear this? Because that's the lack of separation. You are one with these truths. Yes. This is who, this is who you are. Are. Yes. This is how you live. And think about think about what separation has done. Separating you from Jesus, from God, separating you from community, separating you from your family, separating you from your own body, turning you against your own body, separating you from your own heart and mind, teaching you you can't trust it. All of that separation is not God, is not Jesus. Just be very clear about that. And they tie it all up together where you don't get a choice. You you either accept or reject all of it. Yeah. But it's not true. That's just the yeah. power structure. So number three. Jesus confronted the mindset of judging others and instead told people to look in the mirror. Uh -huh. Those who are judging you are wrong. They need to look in a mirror, period. You don't have to answer them. You don't have to satisfy their their need to understand you if they're not yeah. seeking with an earnest heart. And we don't say that as judging them. You know what I mean? I mean, and just, beloved, you know, if you know us, uh, and actually you're working on your memoir, your memoir, which we'll yes. talk about this whole journey, but we've spent a lot of time looking in the mirror. Yeah. And that's not to, yeah. that's not to build ourselves up. It's saying we have been on this journey and we... Yeah. We, um, we, but we also believe that there's, there's the oppressed and the oppressor and there's not a middle ground there. And so what we're, we're not judging these people. We're just, we're want to build up you in this. So you yeah. can recognize the difference. You and, know what I mean? And, Does that make and sense? Yes. And, and pull you out of the fire. Yes. That, they, that, that they've thrown you in. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Yeah. yeah. So number four, Jesus taught a human solidarity where every person sees themselves as a neighbor to those in need. What a radical idea. I mean, no pun intended, for God's sake, does that not make sense? Yes, absolutely, yes. Number five, Jesus extended love, compassion, and friendship to all people without condition. Hello. Let's address the thing that always comes up, okay? And we've done this before, but let's do it again. Go and sin no more. 
that, that was the condition that that is often well yes he forgave the the woman okay forgiven for but so yes so so just the, remind us of what that really means so first of all i did a whole um blog post about this just type in freed hearts um go and sin no more probably go and sin no more or woman forgiven for adultery is yeah, the title it. of yeah. it yeah because uh, that's the salient part that she was forgiven for adultery not that she was a sinner but first of all he ran away all her detractors before he said anything to her he chased off her detractors so if your detractors are standing around waiting for you to repent or be hear from Jesus or any of that they if they're there they're wrong it's not their business they need to get out it's nunya nunya business and so and then only then did he say where are your accusers well they're gone sir neither do i can do, accuse you neither do i condemn you yeah, let's let's make sure we okay. get that part really clear get that clear. part in neither that, neither do i condemn you yes and then so that takes first of all we've just ratcheted down very very far that idea of going to no more first of all we've just lost all the power cuz none of the condemners have anything to do with it and um Jesus said i don't condemn and you and Jesus said i don't condemn you okay so now what are we left with Go and sin no more. Well, that's one way to say that. But when what we just said it doesn't really exactly ring true. So if if you look at it closely, what he's saying is you don't have to live this right. way out of kilter. Sin means something's out of whack. Missing, that's what it means. Missing the mark. In other words, not living as free as we talk about this, not yeah. living in the lack of separation that is true about you. Yes. Not living in the fullness that is you. Yeah. Missing he's, your inheritance, missing yeah. your understanding of who you are. He's saying, God. he's saying, neither do I condemn you. So you know what? You don't have to live like this yes. anymore. Go be free. Yes. You don't have to live like this anymore. But that didn't match the church's narrative. That's right. Of you, this. you don't have to take this BS by these men right. who just lured you into an affair and then brought you to me. Well, where are they? Yes. That's what he meant, yeah. they say. And in by where are your uh, accusers? Well, he knew those men yeah. had just done that to her. Right. So he's really saying, you don't, don't take scraps from these men who would throw you here so to be stoned to death. That's yeah. how that's how much they value that's, her. That's not who you are. They sent her to be stoned to death. So don't take that. And and the people, your detractors, don't care if you're right. suicidal. Right. So it was not a finger wagging condemnation. No, you it was a be correct free. Don't, it was a be free. Be free of the all right. those who accuse you. He just yes. freed her. For Again, if you go sake. back and say, you know what? <laughs> My truth. Is that you're not separated from God. That's what I'm trying. And you aren't, beloved woman. Yeah. You're not. Live, you don't have to live like this and take this from these this crowd, these people you, who you just deserve so much you. better. You deserve so much better because it's not have anything to do with, with what you do or don't do. It's who you are. That's Go right. Go and live that way. That's right. That's that's extending love without condition. That's right. So, that's right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Number six. Jesus affirmed the inherent and equal worth of all human beings, regardless of their status or place in the world. Similar yes. what we just talked about. Yes. All let are me, worthy. Let me let me add a little bit to that. Sure. There's something 
um, a way to look at the Bible that's called preferential option for the poor. And that means that that you're, the interpretations are from the point of view of the oppressed. That need to be from the point of view of the oppressed. If you're not looking from that point of view, it's a bad interpretation. He was speaking to an oppressed people. He was speaking to people under captivity. So he was, he was, so when you read something, look at how it affects the vulnerable and from their point of view. And that's the way to interpret mm, it. He's good. not there to empower the empowered. He's there to empower the vulnerable. Yeah. Okay. And along that line is number seven. Yeah. So Jesus confronted systemic oppression and took on an institutional power structures that perpetuated it. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yep. That's huge. Okay. Number eight. Jesus did not seek to convert people to any religion or belief system, but challenged his followers to embrace and follow the spirit of love within themselves. Again, he would be horrified at what has been done and created in his name and with his teachings. Yes. And one more. Number nine, Jesus affirmed that every person has the responsibility and authority to build a world of peace and harmony that works for everyone. Yeah. Sin, by the way, is a communal construct. It's not personal piety that it's been turned into. You you said the wrong word, or you did this or that, or you're gay, so it's your personal sin. No. Sin is a con- is a communal construct, and it means not creating a, a place where people are free to live their fullest selves. That's really what sin is. The the blaspheming the Holy Spirit, the unforgivable sin of the Holy Spirit, so to speak, is telling people that they're not yeah. in God's image, yeah. that they're separated from God. Yeah. That's yeah. what blasphemes the Holy Spirit. That's that, what's that, speaking the worst thing about about God. That's what that's why that's what made Jesus angry. That's what made Jesus turn over the tables. All of that. That's that's it. That was that's it right there. Yeah. 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 And again. Of course, we don't want to do that with other people. Beloved, don't do it with yourself. Either. Yeah. And it's analogous to religious leaders telling parents that their children, telling children they don't belong to their parents, that they should be thrown out. That's n- not far at all from saying, you know, you you don't belong with God. God doesn't accept you. Well, if you think about that. If you, yeah, parents don't accept them. It's the same well, kind of thing. Well, if you think me. about it, your your child's not acceptable to God. So it makes it a bit Easy. of an easier jump for the parents to go, well, I guess it's not acceptable to me either. Right. Yes. Yeah, so, right. That's okay. blasphemy. Well, you'll, yeah, you'll, you'll notice in these nine things, by the way, that there's a lot of the teaching of contempt in and those here. were, repeat that those were from Jim Palmer. Yes. Who we adore. Yes, we, in part. We yes. made that That's mention right. in part. That's right. right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Jim inspired this, this whole episode. Okay. So thank you, Jim. Um, Again, there's a lot of us versus them in that, in that the things that Jesus are saying, no, 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 that's not what it's all about, are the thems. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that teaching? And he's saying, no, what it is all about goes against that teaching. You know what I mean? So you can you can see that so much in, in there. Uh, that was fascinating to me. Yeah. 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 Okay. So modern day, modern day non-affirming Christianity, actually modern, modern day Christianity 
is fond of asking the question, WWJD, what would Jesus do? Yo. Yo. I don't think they'd like the answer. Because Jesus would, what would Jesus do? He would protest the church. He would denounce Christian theology. He would challenge religious clergy. He would speak truth to power. He would hang out with, quote, sinners. He would side with the marginalized and the oppressed, and he'd be on the most wanted list. (laughs) That's what Jesus would do. And beloved, that's what I hope we're doing together. Setting hearts free to love and be loved, starting with you right there. We love you. You are beloved. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? You've been listening to the Freed Hearts Podcast. We have extensive resources and vibrant community for you at www.freedhearts.org. Just come say hello. And if you have questions or issues or comments about the podcast, things you'd like us to talk about, reach out to us at podcast at freedhearts.org. The music is provided by Hannah Cottrell, our daughter, the Grammy-nominated Saint Sinner. And you can find out more about her at heystsinner.org. Please share this, subscribe, and follow on your favorite platform. And thanks for listening.